This is Michael Zuber, and I just wanted to thank you for listening to my One Rental at a Time podcast. Did you know that I took the time to document the entire process I used to learn my market and actually still use today? I released it as a $199 online course via Teachable, and it is called How to Get Started One Rental at a Time. With that, you get access to my private Facebook group and can join our group mentoring calls every Saturday at 9 a.m. Pacific. You can find it on my website at onerentalatatime.com. Now on with the show. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, folks. Back for the three amigos on Thursday. And as we found out, Dion is in Buffalo, not Buffalo, New York, Buffalo, Wyoming, which I did not know exists. I apologize. How are you guys doing? How are you doing, Matt? Doing great. Thanks, Mike. And you, Dion? I'm doing great, Mike. I am ready for round two, hoping the Wi-Fi works out. So far, so good. So guys, I don't know how much you pay attention to uh, economies outside of the U.S. and frankly, outside of your, your little network. If, but something I have been watching the last, details the last week, but I've been thinking about the last four months, and I talked about it on my daily financial news, is I think China, the world's second largest economy, is about to have an unraveling of their property market. If you, if you guys aren't aware, uh, they have been on a property binge, growing, adding units, land value. A lot of wealth has been created in real estate. A lot of lending is going this direction. And I think what they're starting to see is cracks, and I think they're pretty large, uh, I think they may be going through their Lehman moment, which if you guys don't remember what happened in the U.S. is we were going through a recession. Lots of real estate was going bad. Companies were getting bailed out here and there. And then the government decided we can't bail out everyone. They let Lehman collapse and then shit got bad fast. Yeah. And I think China is right <laughs> on the cusp of that. Their largest um, uh, I forget their name. All of a sudden, it drew a blank. But anyways, a company that has $300 billion in U.S.-backed debt just uh, said they can't make interest payments. Their stock's now down 80%. That was as of yesterday. could be down even more today. I just doing more research today. 300 real estate companies, generally small, but 300 real estate companies declared bankruptcy already. And if you don't know, China was famous for having big old towers that were empty. So I'm thinking they're going to have some trouble, but what I'm going to try to figure out, and again, we're just going to spitball it here, is let's say that crashes, right? Does, does China get the flu and we catch a cold? Do they catch the flu and we get the flu? Do you see kind of any um, kind of connection? And I guess we'll go to Matt first this time. I'm going to finally get my washer and dryer I need. <laughs> You're on back order? <laughs> what the hell yeah yeah it's been a little bit brutal i mean that's the thing is a lot of people don't think about it but when you have 180 units when you have 70 ish units i've got 70 refrigerators yep 70 refrigerators and so when you make a bad decision on buying product like that hurts and so i think i think china i think in this respect i think yeah china's in trouble i mean the you know with their currency manipulation with the yuan and with mm -hmm. the yuan and then the digital yuan and all that they're going to do there. Like there's no doubt in my mind that they're going to find a way to basically save it because it's communist China and it's, you know, essentially state sponsored. Mm -hmm. And so I think that they're going to find a way to, you know, to put on a, a happy face, but also they, they don't mind letting people like that walk a perp walk. Like they, yeah. Oh yeah. 
you know, they can't wait. They're kind of all salivating, but yeah, they're, they're the, they're mainly focused in the Shenzhen province, mm -hmm. which is a big tech province, mm -hmm. uh, my understanding. And, uh, and that they're the second largest builder and developer in all of China. Yeah. Like, so I, I personally think that it's going to be, <clears throat> I personally think it's going to be not an impact. I don't think it's going to be an impact for us at all. Okay. I, I don't, I don't think I, I don't see, I don't see a collapse of a couple of their builders or a lot of their builders. I don't see that collapse. I don't see that impacting because there's still a lot of stuff over. I mean, yes, there's a ton of people, but there's, a, I mean, there are going to be companies that are going to be able to pick up those assets for pennies on the dollar, Yeah, you know? And so I okay. think that it's going to make the, the strong companies there stronger and the weak ones falter, just like what happened in the States. Okay. All right, cool. How about you, Dion? I think we're going to see the opposite of what you're expecting. Okay. Actually, what you asked us to, we would expect uh, ours to mirror theirs. Uh, and I only know this from my personal experience. I purchased a duplex from a Chinese couple. Did not know this when I was buying it. Didn't even see their names, just saw the agent's names. But after the transaction was over, I got a bill from the IRS for $44,000. Contacted the IRS and was asking, you know, I got the bill. I said, what the heck is this? And they said, well, you sold a duplex and you're not a United States national. So here's the tax that you have to pay because you're not a United States national. And I said, well, first I am. And second, I bought it. It's seven months working with the title company to fix their mistake. Oh. But that couple has 12 duplexes and they're buying properties in the United States because the pendulum in China swings farther than it does in the United States. Yes. And that fear mm -hmm. causes people to buy properties here because it's a way to store money. Even if they don't make money and they lose money paying <clears throat> tax that we don't have when we sell, that's yeah. better than what can happen to their market because it, you've seen it. The ghost cities. Yes. Literally yeah. using prevailing wage jobs to spur the economy to build cities that nobody's going to live in. So property values can drop to like a stock down to zero. So buying properties here is probably going to become more common as they have more problems there. Yeah, this is exactly where I wanted this to go. So A, I believe, I believe the China real estate market has had an earthquake. The question is, is it a four or a five, which is like, you're going to feel it? Yeah. Or is it an eight or an eight and a half where not only you have the earthquake, and then you have fires and then a tsunami, like a tsunami after it, right? It's to, to be told. But I think in the US, there are going to be things that happen. First and foremost, you're dead on, Dion. The people with money, in China have already started looking for ways to get it out and they will gladly overpay for, for assets otherwhere. And, and that's why there's, you know, you, we see a lot of it here, right? Especially in Southern California, right? The, the Chinese buyer is like a running joke with real estate agents, but in Australia, one of the, you know, Sydney, Melbourne, some of the most overpriced real estate markets by the numbers are because Chinese have just come in and bought everything they could. Canada. It is such a thing in Canada that they're, they have a snap election where Trudeau, I think his name is, the current yeah. prime minister, yep. president, whatever. He's saying we're going to eliminate uh, foreign buyers, i.e. China, for the next two years. Right? They're, they're making it harder. So yeah, I do think, uh, I think the foreign buyers come out, the people that can come out. Second, I've actually started seeing very unusual behavior in the commodities market. I don't really look there a lot, but gold and silver the last 
couple of days have been down and down significantly. I'm wondering if that's because China is selling their gold and silver to raise dollars to pay off these debt because no banks are taking yuan or the Chinese currency. They will only accept dollars, right? Banks are giving zero credit to bonds written in the Chinese currency. They're only accepting them in dollars. So my suspicion is China is trying to sell everything in the kitchen sink, trying to get dollars, <clears throat> which is causing commodities to go down. But it will also be construction material, cement, copper, yes. yep. refrigerators, windows, glass, yes. right? They have been the largest, I don't know, somewhere between 30 and 60% of commodities have been sucked by this large, this economy building ghost cities sure. for, for decades. Sure. So I think there's going to be some of that going on as well, which may be deflationary, right? If, if they're no longer the buyer and they turn into a, a seller of their oversupply, you know, what does that do? So, and then the other thing I think that's going to happen is um, China has clearly declared in the last three or four weeks that they're going to be the number one socialist country in the world, yes. which means they are going to punish wealth, Yes, which will mean wealth fleas. Yep. And then second, in a decade, China won't be the big threat we think they are today, because what happens when you become socialist is innovation dies. Yes. Mm -hmm. So <clears throat> I'm going to take China's leadership at the world. They want to be the number one socialist economy in the world. Well, I think it's going to go the way of the one, one child policy where it ended up creating a very uneven male, female population decades down the line. And I think they're setting themselves up to not be so powerful in two years or in 10 years. That's what I think is going on. So we'll go to Dion first. What do you think of that big, long ramble? <clears throat> Government involvement in a socialist country uh, is, it just becomes so normal. We hear things like they had a one child policy and it went away. Everybody says it went away. It didn't really go away. It became a two child yeah. policy. Yeah. So if they're seeing in New York and California where you can wear a wedding dress or whatever that dress is that says tax the rich and not realize that people with means are going to take their money somewhere else, uh, which means it's going to be coming here from China. And yeah. if there's more demand for the properties that we have here, now is the time, like any other time, it's always a good day to buy a great deal. Be the owners of the prop, be the owner of the properties now so that you can take advantage of appreciation that's going to be forced by that. Yeah, they got a lot of money there. How about you, Matt? I think the biggest issue is going to be, I think that a lot of those, what are becoming wealthier, uh, wealthier Chinese citizens, I think that they're going to have, I think it, their wealth is going to get confiscated because I, I really, I, yeah. China has made it extremely difficult to get dollars out of their country now. And mm -hmm. that's happened over the last year, year and a half. Yeah. Um, that's continued to get worse. I think with the moves that they've made publicly, think about that, how publicly, publicly yeah. how public they've made these floggings in the center square yeah. of the casino stocks, of the learning, of the learning. Educations, yeah. yeah, right. Video like, games. They, are, they have gone heavy after these people. And I think, me personally, I believe that they're going to make it very, very, very difficult for their people of means, their citizens of means, to get that money out of the country because they're going, because Chinese believe in country first. Oh, I agree. And so because of that, I believe that a lot of that is going to be either you know, confiscated or have very confiscatory policy that will keep a lot of that money there. 
mm-hmm. because <clears throat> I think that that's what I think the rest of the world will see some of that impact happen mm-hmm. because they're going to be having to think of ways to do it. And this is not a free market like the US mm-hmm. or like they tried to pretend to be the US, right? right? They are not. They are a communist regime. That's what they are doing. And I'm not sure if you, how much you guys know about the Chinese economy, but I know enough about it to be dangerous. I know that they have these social scores. And mm-hmm. if they find that you're moving money out of the country, your social store is going to go in the toilet and then you can't do much of anything in that country. Yeah. So it's a major political risk as an individual to be doing anything. So it's going to be very interesting to see how it unfolds. Me personally, I am voting for a lot of washers and dryers getting on tra- getting on boats and getting over here because that's been a nightmare. It's been a nightmare the last year. Yeah. Yeah, the thing for me is looking at all of this is I can see the dominoes short term, but I think longer term, right? There's been a lot of conversation in the last five or six years about, will the Chinese economy overtake the US and become the most dominant force? I think a lot of these changes that they're going after in this social order is gonna kill innovation clear, you know, just kill what little semblance of capitalism they had. And yeah, maybe the average citizen goes up, but all future innovation and all of that's it's less of an issue, I think. that's I think that's going to be a big miss going forward. So uh, at the end, uh, Dion, how can people follow you? Right here on YouTube, Dion Talk Financial Freedom. Awesome. And Matt? LumberjackLandlord.com and LumberjackLandlord on YouTube. Thanks, guys.